Welcome to another installment of The Last Man Standing, a wrestling podcast. My name's Kenny. I'll be your host. So let's get right into it. Even before Rock could go on the air Monday night, stories were running rampant due to travel issues for select superstars and passport issues for others, being that it emanated from Montreal. Now, whether or not this affected the superstar shakeup, I don't know, but due to these issues, it's rumored that a lot of changes had to be made to Raw itself. To start off Raw, we get Stephanie and Shane McMahon in the ring. After some pandering to Shane's best-in-the-world ego, they're about to announce the first superstar to be moving to Raw. Before they can get the words out of the mouth, out comes The Miz attacking Shane from behind, making it clear that he will be the first move in the superstar shakeup. And after everything settles down, Ricochet's music hits and he hits the ring... And Aleister Black's music hits as well. I'm glad they are keeping these guys on Raw, or at least that's the way it looks to me. I think they're going to keep them both on Raw brand. Um, They bring some fast-paced and high-speed action. I feel the red brand really needs it. They've got a bunch of powerhouses, and they they really need somebody that can pick up the action and get the crowd a little bit more into it from the get-go. Throughout the match, however, the announce team alludes to them not being sure if they are part of Raw brand. Or just having a match. So I guess time will tell. They teamed with Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder to take on the Revival and the War Raiders, who will now be called the Viking Experience. Not sure why the idiotic name change. Uh, first, they are taking away the people's names and now just completely changing tag team names as well. But alas, I digress. It starts out with some good back and forth, both teams of four showing, showcasing some tag team proficiency. In the end, though, we see the war rate, I mean the Viking experience, pin one half of the Raw Tag Champs, Zack Ryder. Now, I feel like saying this before before moving on, I think this name change is the dumbest thing I, I've, I've heard in quite some time. The Viking experience, that sounds sounds like a theme park gimmick. Like, hey, come come to Disneyland and experience what it was like to live as a Viking. Yeah, no, it it's just dumb. War Raiders, it just sounded so much so much cooler. It flowed off the tongue a lot easier. I felt, but I don't know. I don't make those calls. So, out next though, we have Finn Balor who will face the Raw debuting Andrade with Zelina Vega. This match started out quick with Andrade in control early. Finn mounts some offense, but it quickly goes back in Andrade's favor, who after some strong showing and some questionable tactics by Miss Vega, Andrade picks up the W. I don't know. I think Finn needs to go to SmackDown for a fresh start and hopefully stop his misuse. Um, I realize it's difficult with all the talent that they have to please everyone, but you got to find a way to do better with these guys, man. If not, they're, they're going to go somewhere else where they're, they're getting used better. Now, out next, we have Elias to do his walk with Elias and musical shtick. He gets his normal normal crowd overs and boos and stuff, but he references the Montreal Canadiens not being able to make the playoffs and a long chorus of boos continually interrupt him until Rick Mysterio comes out and gives him the business. Much to the delight of the fans, he gets a few moments to shine before Lars Sullivan comes out. Ray holds his own for a bit, unlike most of the others who we've seen Lars just dominate before Lars puts him down too, so it looks like this is where they're going with his gimmick for now at least, which is kind of a nice change being that the last few powerhouses I feel like they've introduced, like Nia Jax and Braun Strowman, who they just kind of fed local talent to. 
Now next we get Bobby Roode and Chad Gable who say when they are on their game, which they, they feel like they are, they can defeat anyone. Um, during this part, the production team kind of slipped up and preemptively showed their hand, accidentally showing the Usos title plate. So of course, for those of us watching at home, they came out and it wasn't as big a surprise. However, it went over really well with the crowd who was there and didn't get to see that slip up. Um, so as I've discussed, they need to step up their tag team division game, and it looks like Raw is trying to do just that. Rude and Gable dominating early, but in the end, we see the Usos pick up the win. I, for one, hope they can bring some much-needed fire to the Raw tag team division. Um, if not, if AEW uses their talent pool properly, they have a stacked tag division, and for, for those of us that really enjoy tag matches, they're, they're going to lose us on that. Out next is Alexa Bliss, though, with a moment of bliss with her special guest, Sami Zayn, who, despite his heel character, comes out super energetic. Probably because it's his home crowd, but still. They, they play his interest song like three times, and the crowd loves it. But the fun can only last so long before he has to get back into character. He discusses how much he loves Montreal, but how much he hates the people there. This gimmick is going over pretty well, I'd say, although I do miss the fun Zami Zane, that's just me personally, but I'm also undoubtedly forever a face fan, so there's that. The fourth match of the night sees the Iconics out next to take on Bailey and her mystery partner, Naomi, because of course they're going to bring her over with the Usos movie. Don't get me wrong, I'm not hating on it, I'm just saying it was pretty obvious, or I felt it was. It's a good match with Bailey and Naomi picking up the win. Now, if, if you guys haven't heard, Sasha has been away with personal issues. Rumors are swirling all around that what they might be, including that she was upset with losing the titles at Mania and wanting out of her contract. This might be why they are distancing Bailey from that scene, or it could be nothing, only time will tell, so... EC3 is out next having demanded competition, and the person that he will face for said competition? Braun Strowman, who just bulldozes him before the match can even start. Braun just demolishing him before ending it with a choke slam through the stage. It, it was... I feel like this is another one that comes down to just wasted talent. EC3 is, is a talented individual who's just... just not serving a purpose right now on Raw. I don't know why they called him up from NXT to just use him this way instead of just letting him flourish in NXT. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully they do better with him. Out to interrupt Braun's exit is the man Becky Lynch who was supposed to be taking on Lacey Evans, but for some unknown reason they changed that last minute to be facing Ruby Riot with some good back and forth. And, of course, outside interference from the rest of the Riot Squad, the match ends with Becky Lynch applying the disarm her. Morgan and Logan try to attack after the match, but Lynch dispatches of them both in quick fashion. Before she can leave, though, out comes Natalia to cut a promo about being the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And she is coming for the champ. But out comes Lacey Evans? Now, I'm not sure why they changed the match that was set for Monday, uh, but she states that Natalia will face Lacey for the number one contender spot. Natalia controlling most of the match until Evans connects with the women's right hand, followed by a moonsault for the three count. Again, like I stated, I'm not sure why they changed the match that was supposed to be. At first, I, when I was watching it, I thought, hey, maybe it's because of travel issues. Or something that I think is completely possible is that they were afraid they were just giving her too big of a push too quick and that it would rub the fans the wrong way. 
especially being that on the main roster, all she's really done so far is walk down the ramp, wave, and turn around and walk away, and then, of course, the punch to, to the man. So we will see. Um, hopefully they can use her well, and hopefully this this feud lasts for a little bit, and we'll see where it goes. Now for the main event, we get Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, and Bobby Lashley, of course with Leo Rush, versus Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, and their partner coming to Raw, AJ Styles. You heard me right, Raw is now phenomenal. Now what I will say is part of me expected this, but at the same time, the larger part thought no way he would leave the show that he helped put on the map. Also, it's great to see him back and healed from his injury, which luckily wasn't anything serious. A lot of good back and forth, though, in this one, seeing a lot of competitors get their licks in on each other. Neither team being decisively dominant in the beginnings until Reigns is tagged in to take on McIntyre, who struggles at first but quickly takes control and the heels just take over. Finally, Reigns gets a tag to Rollins, who comes in like a house on fire, laying out all the opponents. After he starts to lose his edge, Styles got the tag. After the expected breakdown, we see Lashley go for the cover, but he gets the stomp, followed by a spear, followed by the phenomenal forearm. And of course, this one's over. That's all for Raw. All in all, a much much better showing compared to last week's, but still feels a little meh for being this close after Mania. But again... That's just my opinion. I'm super excited to see what they do with Raw's new acquisitions and hope they hear the fans on how bad the name change for the War Raiders is. But only time will tell. So let's keep this ball a rolling though and we get on with SmackDown Live. We start out with the Kevin Owens show who gets a massive pop being that he is in his own backyard. He proceeds to speak French to the crowd. Sorry, I have no idea what he said. Speaks some French, not enough, and not nearly, nearly good enough to be able to tell you what he was saying. He welcomes out his guest, the WWE champion, Kofi Kingston. Starts out the interview congratulating Kofi on his victory and addresses Big E's injury. And Xavier Wood talks about losing half of the up, up, down, down roster and continues his lobby for Tyler Breeze. Kevin Owens offers his services to replace a currently injured Big E as Big O. This leads to a pretty funny back and forth between the New Day and Kevin Owens, but I couldn't help but get just a sneaking suspicion of a heel turn in, in place for Kevin Owens, but only time will tell on that one. Uh, before they can exit the ring, though, out comes the Intercontinental Champ Finn Balor, the first of the many moves from Raw, and I am secure enough in my masculinity to say he does look good in blue. I think this could be a good change of pace for him. Gives him a chance to start fresh and hopefully escape their misuse of him over on Raw. Uh, he will be taking on Musa... Sorry, it's just Ali now. Some good fast-paced back and forth from these two, both showing off some of their high-octane, high-risk offense. In the end, though, Ali misses with the 054, and Balor recovers, hitting the coup de gras. Out next is Carmella with R-Truth to take on the returning dethroned queen, Charlotte. Carmella held her own in this match, which was good to see that they didn't just have Charlotte plow through her on Charlotte's first match since losing the SmackDown Women's title. But as the match continues on, Charlotte slowly begins to find her stride and wins with the figure eight. After her exit, as R-Truth checks on Carmella, out comes Lars Sullivan just to demolish Truth. Out next, we have Becky Lynch with an announcement in regards to the shakeup. She discusses her plans on the battle on both brands, defending everyone. When out strolls Ember Moon, another new acquisition from Raw, she wants to make her statement and take on Becky right now 
but outstrolls Bailey. Yet another acquisition, and I'm, I might be the only person excited about this. There were a lot of boos. I'm not sure if this is because of the whole thing with Sasha, but who knows. And before any of them can even, even happen with them, the Iconics interrupt, and Paige interrupts them. Yeah, a whole bunch of interruptions here. There, there was a lot to handle at that moment. Um to introduce her new team, but even before she can do that, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose come out saying that they are Paige's team. Paige is like, nope, here's my new team, and out come Asuka and Carrie Zane. They rush the ring as everybody involved, except for Becky and Paige, of course, get into it until only Asuka, Zane, Moon, and Bayley are left in the ring, which leads us to an eight-woman tag match. A lot of good action here, seeing the team swap back and forth between tag team proficiency, but in the end, we see Zayn hit the insane elbow for the three count on Peyton Royce. I think this team up of Zayn, Asuka, and Paige will be good for them. Um, both of them having amazing in-ring capability and kind of lacking on their promo skills, being that their native tongue is Japanese and they're over here in America now. A lot of people have struggled with their promos, and I know I've, I've heard a lot of rumors that the, the creative don't like using them as much because of because of their accents and their their struggle with the, the language barrier. So I, I hope this helps out a lot. Out next, we have the New Day with honorary member tonight, Big O, which I can't help but laugh a little bit whenever I say that or hear it. Um... I don't know if any of you guys listening remember the show Big O, which was an anime that debuted on, well, not debuted, but debuted here in the States on uh, Toonami on Cartoon Network back in the day. But anyways, that's besides the point. Um, Kevin Owens does the entrance announcement normally reserved for Big E. They will be taking on the team of Cesaro, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Rusev. The crowd is firmly behind Kofi and the New Day throughout the entire match. So much so that even during the Unicorn Stampede, they even started chanting for Kevin Owens to join in. Eventually, the heels, though, take over, getting a chance to show off their talents. After everything falls apart, as often happens in these larger tag matches, the Kofi hits Trouble in Paradise, followed up by a stunner from KO for a three count. I don't know, I'm really enjoying the face run by Kevin Owens, and I'm legitimately excited to see what he does next. Uh, but that... that Thing with Owens, he is he's dedicated to his character. So no matter what side he's on, he sells it really well. But I still I don't know something about tonight's Kevin Owens show just kind of made me mm, uneasy. I think he's gonna turn soon, which is fine. He's really good uh, at a heel. I, I'm just like I said, I'm I'm forever a face fan. So we'll see how that goes. To end the night, we have Vince out to announce, and I quote, the greatest acquisition of SmackDown of all time and then out walks Elias okay I mean don't get me wrong on this if they let him do his in-ring thing he's a great talent to have but the greatest acquisition not so much in my opinion but again that's just my opinion uh but anyways as he starts to Starts to dig into the crowd. Out comes Roman Reigns. That's right. The big dog is now on SmackDown. After a Superman punch to Elias and one to Vince, Reigns proclaims that SmackDown, SmackDown, blah, 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 SmackDown is his yard now. I was surprised at how well received it was. Hopefully this will be a good change of pace for him as well. Um, I, I, I'm really excited about the changes that they made. And real quick for a full rundown of who all is moving, you have... 
Over to Raw, you get AJ Styles, The Miz, Ricochet, Alistair Black, Eric, and Ivar, which are the new names for the War Raiders, which will now be going by the ridiculous name The Viking Experience. Andrade, Zelina Vega, Rey Mysterio, Jimmy and Jay Uso, Naomi, EC3, Lacey Evans, Eric Young by himself, not with the rest of Sanity, and Cedric Alexander. For SmackDown, we will be getting Roman Reigns, Finn Balor, Elias, Bailey, Ember Moon, Carrie Zane, Lars Sullivan, Buddy Murphy, Liv Morgan, also by herself. The rest of the Riot Squad will stay on Raw. Chad Gable, Apollo Crews, Mickey James, and Otis and Tucker. So we'll see how that goes. I'm like I said, I'm really excited for all the moves. Uh, I'm gonna take this last little bit though to apologize for getting this up kind of late. Uh, I was working on it last night, and for some reason my computer just wasn't having it. it just kept crashing when I was using my audio software. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy and take care. We'll see you guys next week.